Soundstripe. Soundstripe. more with the more wine and music podcast the podcast where we talk about the history of american music over a glass of wine i want to welcome everybody to the second episode a second episode of the more wine and music podcast i'm excited and i hope everybody uh, will continue to stay tuned and subscribe to the podcast I wanted to remind everyone that this season is about the genre of the blues. And we'll be talking about the earlier artists that help shape and create what the sounds of blues today. Last week's episode was about the father of blues, W.C. Handy. And if you haven't listened to that, I would recommend you go back and listen to the story about W.C. Handy and how he discovered the sound of blues. Okay. Um, since this is a more wine and music type of podcast, I'm going to tell you what type of wine that I'm drinking right now. Right now, it's just the table wine of um, Sangria by Colorossi. That's one of my favorites. I mean, it, it's, I drink it. I mean, it, it's, it's not uh, nothing as far as, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's it's just something like an everyday wine. I mean, it's nothing special about it. it does have a, the sangria. I like the sangria flavor. I find myself liking more of the red wine. I like white wine as well. But I um, I'm a kind of a sweet wine drinker. I know a lot of people may not like that, but I am. Um, I like sweet flavor either that or semi-sweet so i'm kind of sticking to the reds so that's what i'm drinking right now slowly <clears throat> all right um this week episode number two is about blind lemon jefferson he is one of the earlier artists of the blues genre so I decided to speak about Blind Lemon Jefferson. Blind Lemon Jefferson was born Lemon Henry Jefferson. He was born on a farm near Freestone County, Texas. As it, it was most common back then, he was um, for um, the census, he was born around, let me see. 1893 um, is the birth date was shown as um, September 24th of 1893. Um, <clears throat> however, Blind Lemon himself states that he was born actually on, I'm sorry, October 26th of 1894 uh, when filling out the WW1 World War I draft card. And, you know, everybody who knows history knows that census takers back then, a lot of the information was not accurate, especially for those census takers who were 
getting information from African-American household. Um, birth dates were off. <laughs> the spelling of names were off. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's up to debate as to what really, what's his really true birth date. Um, he was born to the parents of Alec and Clarice Banks Jefferson. Um, he was blind at birth, according to um, some sources that I have uh, was looking into his uh, background. But then there was a, um, also a question whether he um, had sight at one point and became blind. But um, I think, in my opinion, I think he was um, born blind. There was little known about his early life. Um, the records doesn't doesn't say too much about, you know, him as a uh, a kid. But um, as far as his influence in music, um, it was known that uh, during the young years of where he was, and he because he lived in Texas, East part of Texas. So it's probably figured that his um, inspiration into becoming a musician was based on artists like Henry, quote, Ragtime Texas, unquote, Thomas, and quote, Texas, unquote, Alexander, who was around about the time in his area of where he was growing up and he was and they were performing so <clears throat> perhaps maybe he got the blues bug then maybe he got inspired by those type of artists at that time to further or became interested in in music um once he started playing and was playing pretty well people started to notice him because he had a unique style of his music. First of all, his voice, he had a high pitch, two octave voice range. So that was unusual for a young man to have a high falsetto voice. And so that gained a lot of attention of when he started playing music. And also his ability to write lyrics that displays a range of motion. You know, blues was basically sad, you know, um, the long dragons, you know, sad, you know, talking about the hardship of uh, what uh, most African-Americans were dealing at the time. You know, being in that cotton field day in and day out and just just the moan and groan of um, slave labor. But Blind Lemon Jefferson's type of um, music and lyrics, you know, it was a range of different types of emotions of being sad to happy, to being funny, to being ironic or poignant. So that that was up until that point, that was kind of different in the mute, um, blues genre.
while as a teenager, he somehow he left home in his um in his county of where he came from in Freestone County in Texas, and he eventually made his way to Dallas. And he began to perform around 1912 in that area. And it was there that he eventually played with Hudy Ledbetter, a.k.a. Leadbelly. And if anybody who is a fan of the show, the comedy show back in the day, Sanford and Son, there was an episode that kind of paradied, parodied um, Blind Lemon Jefferson by um, the mentioning of Lead Belly. And, but he was at that character who, you know, in that Pacific episode, it was uh, Blind Mellow Jelly. But it, it was, you know, loosely parodied parod from Blind Lemon Jefferson. Well, anyway, um, Lead Belly and um, Jefferson became music partners and would play in the Dallas area. Um, usually people would say that you would could find Blind Lemon Jefferson playing um, around the area of Elm Street and Central Avenue in Dallas. So if anybody who's from the Dallas area may know where that is. And that, you know, people can, you know, he would play there every day pretty much. And according to the uh, 1920 census, it was shown that he was staying with his half brother in Freestone County, Texas, even though he was playing, you know, frequently in Dallas, he was still staying in Freestone County, his home County, but he was staying with his half brother and his brother's family in um, 1920. Also, it was in 1920 that um, Blind Lemon Jefferson met um, a lady named Roberta Ransom. Miss um, Roberta was 10 years older than Jefferson. And they eventually married in 1927. In 1925, um, a representative from Paramount Recording Company somehow got wind of um, Blind Lemon Jefferson and his music. And they uh, came down to Texas to um, hear him and offer him a, a record deal. This company was out of Chicago. So they came from Chicago, a representative from Chicago came to Texas, found Blind Lemon Jefferson and wanted to record his music. And with that being associated with Paramount Recording Company, Blind Lemon Jefferson was considered to be the first, one of the first blues artists to gain national attention. Even though he was not um, the first to record commercially, he was the first to gain more a wide um, audience from his music. Um, he also, during that time, recorded two spiritual songs, which were, I want to be like Jesus in my heart 
And all I want is that pure religion. And when he recorded those two spiritual songs, he recorded under the pseudonym, um, the name of Deacon L.J. Bates, which, you know, I would, you know, obviously it would Deacon L.J. mean Lemon Jefferson Bates. He recorded under that name. So um, he recorded with um, Paramount, the company for, it looks like three years from 1926 to 1929. While he um, was in Chicago in 1929, blind um, Lemon Jefferson died. Now there's a kind of controversy in the mystery of how he actually died. Um, some say that he had a heart attack on the streets of Chicago. And, you know, in December, Chicago was, you know, cold. And it, it the exact date was December 19th of 1929. And um, he was found dead on the streets of Chicago and probably died of exposure. Um, but the death certificate, his death certificate says, quote, probably acute myocarditis, which is, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, those in the healthcare industry, forgive me, which I, I can, you know, assess that it is an acute, uh, acute heart um, condition, which is probably a heart attack. <clears throat> and then, then it seemed like I heard somewhere else that he was, um, attacked. I don't know if he was, I think he was robbed or something and they beat him to death. That's, I heard that somewhere. I'm not sure, you know, reading in different, uh, different accounts about his life. I've heard that too, but you know, it more than likely, maybe it was more of that he had a heart attack and he died of from exposure. So it, it seems like he was just somebody just found him on the streets and he must have been there lying on the streets for a while and you know was froze to death it doesn't say i couldn't find any kind of um information about his married life whether he had children or not um <clears throat> I, I don't know so, I mean, it would be interesting to see if he did have children. I know he had descendants of relatives because he came from a family of, I think he was like 13. There's like 13 siblings, maybe a little more than that, 13 siblings. So the, he, I mean, he came from a large family and whether he had children you know, during that short time of being married, because he got married in 27, he died in um, 1929. So it was only two years of marriage. But it, I don't know if he, whether he had children or not. But anyway, um, Blind Leonard Jefferson's music and his style was a major influence for musicians like Sam Lightning Hopkins, Louis Armstrong, Bessie Smith, Jefferson Airplane, 
Bob Dylan, and a host of others. The songs of Jefferson, such as Match, Matchbox Blues, See That My Grave Is Kept Clean, That Black Snake Moan, among others, were reissued by Document Records. He is buried at the Wortham Negro Cemetery in Wortham, Texas. And I'm willing to bet, it's, I don't know, I, I'm just guessing. I'm wondering if, if that name is still that same name of that cemetery, Wortham Negro Cemetery. His grave was um, unmarked from 1925, I'm sorry, 1929 up until 1967. At that in 1967, um, fans of his um, got together and at least um, paid for a headstone. In 1997, citizens of uh, Wortham, Texas, decided to upgrade his uh, headstone and he made it into a nice granite style headstone. And in that headstone is um, inscribed two of his, um, two lyrics of two of his songs. Um, it's inscribed as, quote, Lord, it's one kind favor I'll ask of you, unquote, and quote, which is appropriate, see that my grave is kept clean, unquote. And every year in the city of, or, or in the town of Wortham, uh, they host a blues festival in his honor. And he was inducted into the Blues Foundation Hall of Fame in 1980. So early blues artists like Blind Lemon Jefferson with his music style is another piece of the American music fabric that has made the blues genre history. So that is this story of Blind Lemon Jefferson. It, you know, artists like that, they don't have like a long, there's not a long documentation of history because, you know, one, either they die young, which is most, you know, most of the time they die young and no one kept really good records of them as far as their career. So, I mean, you know, it, it's a short but interesting, um, interesting history about, you know, these artists. And, I, you know, when you find and read this stuff, it, it, it is it's very interesting because you, it takes you back into that time. So you could imagine what they went through and, you know, how much of a contribution they made to, um the American music. So, so that was that. So I, I got most of my sources from um, the Texas State Historical Association, um, Gravesite, which is interesting because um, if you go on bluesdfw.com, you will see um, a small little blurb about him and it, but they show pictures of his gravesite and those who got together and um, 
made his grave site um, more presentable with the granite um, headstone. So that that's an interesting, um, those are interesting pictures. And also I um, received a little bit of information from No Depression and that's nodepression.com. I'll put all these sources in my show notes. And the name of that um, article was the Journal of Roots of Music, which is Juan Lemon Jefferson, his life, his death, and his legacy. So those are pretty much it as far as sources and, and his story. Um, I hope you enjoy this little piece about Blind Lemon Jefferson. I ask you to please go to www.morewineandmusic.com, hit on um, subscribe. And also, if you wish to make a donation to the site to help keep the podcast going and keep um, help us to bring fresh content, for the, for the podcast, there's a donate button. And post, part of that proceeds, or the proceeds of the donation will go help uh, marginalized or low-income students who wish to go to college. I believe about, I believe in giving back. So if I have it, I give back. And I think, you, you know, giving back and helping those who are less fortunate, you know, you'll receive your blessing. So, you know, I, I hope, you know, I get some kind of, you know, donation to help those who are less fortunate than us. And I think you will be blessed that way. Okay, so I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. And next week, I want to talk about, I think the next person I'm going to talk about is um, Charlie Patton. Charlie Patton is another interesting early blues artist who helped define the blues genre. So I will be talking about him in episode three. So thank you. And you guys stay safe and talk to you next week. Bye. Soundstripe. Soundstripe. Soundstripe.